this is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 1030 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks. Good morning. I did a recent totally informal poll on social media and asked people around me at church to tell me their favorite story of Jesus, excluding the birth stories or his death and resurrection stories. What is your favorite really teaching story about Jesus? And I noticed that a lot of you seem to share the same stories. And even amongst the stories you shared, there were commonalities among the stories. You seem to like the stories of Jesus and his grace and mercy stories that feature his humanness. And a few of you mentioned some of the big miracle stories, but most of you told me that your favorite stories of Jesus had to do with stories that were encounters with other people around Jesus and the conversations they had. And today is one of those encounters. This morning we are at a dinner among friends. Mary, Martha, Brother Lazarus, although in this particular story there is no mention of Brother Lazarus. Jesus and his disciples are out and about and they stop at the home of two sisters, Mary and Martha. I'm going to be reading in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38, and I invite you to read along with me. It's just four verses, but there's a lot here in these four verses. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Let's start by remembering that Jesus probably just showed up. He couldn't have sent a text message saying, we are in the area, can we drop by? The visit was likely unexpected. You know, this week, uh, maybe on Monday, I heard from some cousins of mine that live in South Louisiana, and they were on a road trip, and they said, we're going to be in your area, can we come and stay at your house Wednesday night? And I was so thrilled to see them and said, of course, of course, what time will you be here? And they gave me, they said, Wednesday late afternoon. And when they told me that, I immediately added an hour or two because I was like, come on, they're not going to be here. Nobody gets there when they say they're going to be there. And so Wednesday afternoon comes and I was actually visiting someone in the hospital and I was planning after that to go by and pick up my Kroger click list, and then I was going to go by and pick up the kids, and then I was going to unload the groceries and get their beds ready, and I was there at the hospital when I got a text that said, see you in five minutes. 
And I was like, ah, I'm telling you, I hit that driveway with kids and groceries on two wheels because the idea of my guests just being there at the house and not ready to receive them. Come on, Martha Stewart and this Martha here today would not approve of the situation. I got back just as quickly as I could. And here it is. Jesus shows up. Martha welcomes them into their home. It's not just Jesus. He travels with his posse. It's a group of people there. And she welcomes them in, you know, getting them a seat, getting them food, getting them water. She's being a good hostess, doing what she's supposed to do. Now, let me just say, this is not going to be a sermon that really blames Martha. Let's be honest. Martha's get stuff done. Martha's make things happen. Who will stack the chairs after the church barbecue? Martha. Who will teach the children at vacation Bible school? Martha. Who comes the day early to cut all the wood for the habitat build? Martha. Who brings the funeral meal dinner? Martha. Who cleans up communion after Sunday morning? Martha. Martha's get stuff done. Churches survive off the Marthas of the world. Where would we be without Martha? She's a good hostess. She works hard. Where's Mary? Where's her sister? She is sitting at Jesus's feet. She's not missing a second of this moment. Jesus is in her living room and she is right at his feet soaking it all up. Now, this is a moment in the scripture for us to notice a special opportunity here that first century listeners would have noticed right off the bat. Here is, here is Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. That is how rabbis taught students. That's how rabbis taught their disciples. Mary is being taught. First century listeners would have noticed this is a radical thing about Jesus. In fact, he doesn't tell her to get back into the kitchen. Mary is being taught. Martha's being a good hostess, doing what's expected of her. Now, I don't have a sister, but I feel like I know the dynamics of this story. Martha welcomes them in. We're so glad you're here. Sit down. We're going to get you something to eat, something to drink. Martha heads into the kitchen. She's starting to get food together, getting water together, and she's waiting for Mary to join her in this busy work, and Mary's not coming, so she bangs some pots and pans really loud just to get sister's attention, and she's still not coming, and then she walks back out into the living room with a smile on her face, and she, as she's handing out drinks, she tries to make eye contact with her sister. You know that look that every family has amongst themselves? It's just one look that is able to communicate a whole conversation. Martha makes eye contact with Mary, and Mary sees it. And I tell you, she turns right away and pretends she doesn't. She's just focused on Jesus, and that's when Martha loses it. Jesus, make her get up. Make her help me do the work. And it's this one line, really, this one line, Jesus' reply, that turns this 
situation into really a lesson about faith for all of us. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part. Sometimes this story gets told as a lesson against being busy. But the truth is, this story comes exactly after Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And you know this story, the story where the man beaten and robbed and left for dead, and it's the Samaritan who stops, who helps tend his wounds, who takes him to an inn, who gets him medical care, who pays the bill, who goes but then comes back to see him. And Jesus tells that whole story, and he ends it with the phrase, go and do likewise. Well, it takes work to go and do likewise. You're probably going to be pretty busy if you go and do likewise. So I can't help but feel like that's not the message we're supposed to get from this story. I don't think Jesus is just saying, now, 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 don't you be busy. He knows that life has tasks that we have to tend to. I think he was giving a message to Martha that she needed to hear. You are worried and distracted by many things. He sees her. He sees her, doesn't he? You are worried and distracted by many things. How many of us could just as easily put our name in that sentence? You are worried and distracted by many things. Even the Greek word perispato for distraction here means literally to pull, be pulled in different directions. Is that you? Pulled in a million directions full of worry? Distracted? Is it taking your sleep? Is it stealing your joy? Because worry, worry can consume us. In fact, it can become something like a little hamster wheel. We just run and run and run with all our worry, and yet we're not getting anywhere with it. What does our worry steal from us? One of the commonalities of all the stories that I seem to notice that you found meaningful is that they were stories where people recognized people. He saw them for who they were, not not the person they wanted to be or the person they pretended to be or the person they thought they should be, but truly he sees them. The woman caught in adultery, the woman at the well, Zacchaeus hiding up in that tree, even the children who were nobodies and powerless. He sees Martha. He sees them, their pain, their heartache, their sorrow, their hard things, their worry, and their distractions. He sees them, and he sees you. And maybe that doesn't sound like much to you this morning, but the truth is, some of us sometimes might feel like nobody really knows. Nobody really and truly knows how hard we're working just to keep our head above water. Sometimes we can get the message that we all need to act like little circus performers spinning plates, you know, keep the plates from crashing down, but do it without 
looking exhausted. Do it with a smile on your face. Do it by keeping your voice seem very calm so nobody knows how hard you're working. But the truth is, it isn't easy, is it? It isn't. You are worried and distracted by many things. Jesus is inviting Martha to choose the better part. The truth is, he is right there in her living room, and she's missing it. You are worried and distracted by many things. And here you are, church. You made it. You made it here to worship today. You didn't go to Cracker Barrel. How many of you drove past Cracker Barrel? It had to be tempting on your way into church today. You didn't play golf. It's not raining. You didn't have to come. You didn't have to be here, but you chose to be here. For whatever reason, you have come into this space today. And I wonder this morning what Jesus might say to you today. Are you worried? Are you distracted? He sees you. Not the you you want everybody to see, but he sees you to the truth of your heart. What might he say to you today? Let's close in prayer. Gracious and holy God, like your son Jesus, you see us. You see us caught up in our own worries and fears. You see us distracted, trying to do it and fix it all on our own. And maybe sometimes we are so busy that we miss your presence in our own lives. Forgive us, Lord. Open our eyes to you, knowing that we don't have to fix it all. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to make it right. Give us ears to hear your word to us this day to choose the better part again and again and again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.